Next on BYU Sports Nation, we're popping bubbles. BYU basketball with all eyes on other conference tournaments, who to root for and root against. Is BYU a lock for the NCAA tournament? Jackson Emery joins us live to tell us his position on the matter. Plus, spring football with former BYU and NFL linebacker David Nixon. The one area BYU football has to get better in now. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's... Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. Holler! Party's here on the west side with BLO in the house. BYU Sports Nation Live and Radio Vision presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Thursday, March 12th, wherever and however you are dialed in. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with NIT spokesperson Brian Logan. <laughs> oh, okay. Shots fired early. Taking shots early. <laughs> okay. I couldn't even put my shield up. Okay. I'm just, I'm just I, see, playing, man. I see how it is. See how you do. That's all good, man. <laughs> Let's focus on something happy, shall we? Let's do it. The blue goggles on Tom Holmo in Indianapolis. He emailed a picture to BYU Sports Nation yesterday with him rocking the blue goggles we gave to him in Las Vegas inside the the sixty where they decide the sixty eight, it was awesome, amazing, amazing. I I love it, man. I love it. Like, hey, you know, uh, got these Google, these these blue goggles on to represent. You know, we were talking about earlier. You guys should have just gave him a whole box full, <laughs> and, and pass them out, pass them huh? pass them out to everybody. <laughs> Thank you, and then just leave. Now, enough said. I'm just gonna pass these out. This is gonna be my statement. I'm gonna turn around and walk out the door. Oh yeah, B- BYU's a lock with the blue goggles on, man. <laughs> Here, just put these on, this, guys. This, you put, just... It'll help you uh, determine who belongs in the field and who doesn't. <laughs> Really cool stuff from Tom Holmo, and I uh, can't wait to hear about his experience when he gets back, uh, when he can go into more detail about what that process was like and the days leading up uh, to the NCAA Tournament and Selection Sunday. Our conversation alive and well on Twitter 24-7. Use the hashtag BYUSN and be a part of BYU Sports Nation. Brian and I are always welcoming more members. Join the fun. Why or why isn't BYU a lock for the NCAA tournament is our Twitter question today. And at Lawrence Smith 38002 says, In! Exciting basketball with high-quality players. Excitement factor is high. 25 wins plus Kyle Collinsworth and Tyler Hawes. Now, I talked about this a number of times while we were in Vegas. The excitement factor of, of BYU basketball being that they're either the first or second uh, highest scoring team in all of college basketball have been that way all season. That matters at least a little bit, at least a yeah. little bit when you look at the eye test. Because if you're if you have a team that is right there with BYU and there's one spot left, Brian, yeah. you're comparing BYU and whoever else, Indiana, mm-hmm. uh, UCLA. You're you're going to pay attention to the fact they have a guy with six triple doubles yeah. and one of the nation's top leading scores, and they are fun to watch. Yeah. That, but that's only if they're identical, right? If they're head to head and and they that's are the evenly spl- matched. That's the splitting right? hairs. That, that's the, yes, that that is the. It's like with the with the NFL Combine. If every if everything is is exactly the same stats and numbers, then you go take a look at a guy's like three cone drill and like, oh, that has he has a chance quicker uh, three cone drills. So I'm gonna take this guy just because. Something like that, right? It's crazy how fickle it can become. 
And that is the challenge that Tom Homo and his nine other friends picking the field of 68 have. Here are your BYU Sports Nation headlines. What else are we talking about today? We're going to tell you who to root for and who to root against as a bevy of conference tournaments continue and put this. This is a crazy week. Championship week is so fun, and for a team like BYU, it can be agonizing as well because it's like, oh, please lose, or come on, please win, be, please upset this team, help our RPI. I would go bold if I was on the, on the team. I wouldn't even watch anything. I come, I'd have ulcers. I'd be all stressed out, yeah. man. I wouldn't be able to do it. Here's some good news for BYU basketball. Skylar Halford tweeted out yesterday that he is just fine. His leg's a little bit sore, but he is doing much better. And to quote him, hey, just wanted to let you all know I'm feeling great today and feel blessed. Nothing worse happened. Everything's good. Thanks for the support. End quote. At Sky underscore half 23. So when that happened, with 29 seconds left in the Gonzaga game, there was... Some serious panic going on across BYU Sports Nation, led by me. Because he has been enormous in the back half of West Coast Conference play. You could argue that he's been BYU's most consistent player in the back half of West Coast Conference play. Yeah. Good point. We're praying for you, Skyler. Get get healthy quick. 52% from the three-point line in WCC play. You're going to need him. BYU Baseball Game Day in Provo. The Cougars welcome Pepperdine in a West Coast Conference three-game series beginning tonight at 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain Time on BYU TV. I'll be on the call with Gary Shoddy. On that note, rise and shout! It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Bubbles, bubbles everywhere! You know, I think they are, but we don't know those people in the room, what they're going to do. So nobody can say with certainty right now, but I, I think, to me, I don't even think it should matter what happens tonight. I think they should already be a lock. ESPN's Jeff Goodman told us earlier this week, regardless of the Gonzaga outcome, a 91-75 setback for BYU, that the Cougars should be a lock in the NCAA tournament. Do you agree? Why or why not? That, my friends, is our topic today. The BYU Cougars are now all eyes on what the other bubble teams and conference tournaments are doing, Brian. ESPN's Sean Farnham explained the dynamic of waiting for Selection Sunday. I said before the game when we were talking, I said BYU is an NCAA tournament team. I leave this game and my thoughts have not changed one bit. I still feel like they're an NCAA tournament team. They're going to have to sweat it out now until Sunday. Brian, are they a lock? Uh, nope. I don't, I, they're not a lock, man. Don't, I, I, you got to get your keys out, man. You got you to try to you – I don't think so, man. I don't think so. I hope, I hope so. But, um, you know, as, as far as a lock, 100% guarantee, that guarantee sticker – I, is, is not there. It's not placed on there. Um, you know, I, again, I hope they do make it, but I, I'm not sure, man. Uh, you know, you look at uh, their resume. That's it, what it really comes down to. And, and the, the, the most impressive thing on the resume is the win against Gonzaga on the road. Other than that, which is, what, is are we giving enough credit to that win? That I, well, when you can. Yeah. Yeah. I think us as fans. Yeah, we loved it. Um, but as a committee, when you look at that, if that's the only thing that you can bring to the table, I don't know if that's going to be enough, man. That's a big stick at the table, that, dude. That is. It is. But 
look at some of the other things that is also on that resume. Uh, you know, you, your, your bad losses, you know, getting swept by Pepperdine, uh, the loss to San Diego. And then um, you look at the, just the, the, the overall, uh, you know, uh, conference play, right? Not, not really having a, a strong um, conference schedule just because it's conference. But, again, that's not, that's not BYU's fault. Wait, 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 wait. The West Coast Conference was rated – the ninth best conference in America, three spots higher than the Mountain West Conference. Okay, okay, but but check but check this out though. When you have other teams, right? When you have other teams that are on the, the bubble, similar to BYU, and you take a look at their conference play compared to BYU's conference play and the strength of schedule, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? You tell That's me. It? They're not going to get in, man. They're not going to get in, dude. I know how you feel, but it's but we we talked about going head to head and looking at the little things that are going to take make a difference, right? To get somebody in or get somebody out, and that's going to be one of them. When you also look at the non conference schedule, the, the teams that they should have won or could have won, uh, you know, playing against uh, you know San Diego or uh, Purdue, uh, yeah, they played them tough. But is the committee going to take a look at that? Are they going to sit here and, and factor that in? Is that going to go into the algorithm? Absolutely. Everything goes into it. And, and it's a case of what has BYU done for me lately? This is what's Let's gonna, look at it. This is what's going to go into the algorithm. A win or a loss? And how competitive How how competitive is that team? What's, what is that team's RPI? The, you're That's, making a point for BYU to get in if you're asking about competitive. And, and how comp- – no, I'm, I'm saying how competitive that team is. And, and when you talk – in regards uh, in regards to their RPI and um, – you know what they've done, right? It, it all we all that takes in, into into account, uh, and so to me, man, when you when you it, 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 this is the bottom line. This is the bottom line, dude. The bottom line is this: when it comes down to uh, BYU coming, getting in or not getting in, is is the committee going to take a look at that one Gonzaga win, right? That one win, or are they going to look at BYU's ugly losses and the overall strength of schedule. Uh, okay, that's the, what it's okay. going to come right. down to. All right, we can go back and forth, strength of schedule, and down, Brian. sideways, and this ways and slant ways. I try to do a. Uh, I'll give uh, you uh, Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, <laughs> sideways and slant ways. I'll, I will no. give you. I will give you this much. Okay, the RPI, the record against the RPI top fifty. BYU has one win. Yes, albeit it is yeah. an amazing win. Against One of the top three wins in all of college okay. basketball, according to multiple ESPN sources. Against top 100, they're four and seven. Four and six. Four and six. Four and six. Four and six. Okay, four and six, right? And so, to me, it really does come down to that. How is the committee going to look at it? You look at you're going to look at their. We'll find what, out. Were there disappointments? Right, the ugly losses. The well, overall the thing, you keep schedule? saying ugly loss. Define an ugly loss because according to the RPI, I'm not seeing an ugly loss. I'm seeing a yeah, well, that's not. A, that's, I mean, that's okay, a so bad sh- loss, but not an ugly should, loss. Should, okay, should BYU have should should BYU have beaten Pepperdine and and San Diego when you look at those, right? Should they have? Yeah. Sure. Okay, so to me, when if, if you can't if, if if you don't have those on your resume, if you have if those are going against you. Uh, which I very well believe those go against you. To me, that that's ugly. Ooh, that's ugly right there. If I'm talking to, if I'm in the committee and I'm saying, oh yeah, they got to win here. They played, you know, competitive here. They, yeah, they could have lost here. That makes sense for them to lose this game. I, but they were competitive. Ooh, but wait, I see Pepperdine. I see San Diego. I oh, don't know, man. That's kind of ugly right there. Pepperdine right now, one I think one thirty three in the RPI. 
Okay, they're 18 and 13. They're a winning team. They finished their top four finish in the West Coast Conference. But but at the end of the day, I they're not believe, a bad basketball. Uh, uh, no, team. it's not. It's not bad. I'm not. And, and I'm not saying like they got blown out or anything like that. But I, if I am on the committee, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at their BYU's losses and say, and I'm gonna say, okay, they lost to Gonzaga. Yeah, that makes sense. Or you know, they lost to San Diego. Okay, yeah, that I could see that happening. That 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 makes sense to me. But when I see a loss against San Diego. I'm thinking, what in the world, man? What they, is going on? BYU why, had why? worse losses last year. They had worse losses last year, Brian. To Loyola Marymount, for one. They lost to LMU last year and got in, not in a playing game. They were 23-11. and 11, two, worse, two wins worse uh, than swerve. last year. Skirt, swerve, 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 homie. That's last year, man. Everything is different. It's a whole okay. new team, a whole new team's. Everybody's in a different situation. Everybody's RPI is different. So that could have had a strong effect. Now, when it comes to this year. BYU's RPI was in the 30s last year. It's in the the 30s this year. In the present, right, you take a look at what, like you said, what the overall strength of schedule. You take a look at uh, those bad losses and, and the one good thing that they have done. Now, don't get me wrong. The one good thing? The one good thing? Don't get me wrong. Okay, the one good thing that stands out. Yeah, people. Yeah, somebody can win seven games in a row, six games in a row. You know, finish top in the eight, conference. They want all eight that's in a row. all that good stuff, right? I, okay, okay. Sorry for specifics. They want all, eight in a row. They can do all that good stuff, but in the day, if it's if if that's not as impressive, if those are against you know decent teams, not bad teams, but decent teams, how much weight does that really carry? Don't get me wrong, ladies and gentlemen, and Spencer. I would love for them to get in. I know that. That's not I, the I question. Want, I want them to get in. But as far as a lock, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to be biting my nails. Is, is the point I'm trying to make? And, and, and because of the things that I've said earlier. Here's the good news, Brian. And a huge part of my argument for BYU today deals with the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU is four. For four in making the NCAA tournament when playing in a conference championship game. True or false, Brian? BYU played in a conference tournament championship game this year. Fact. That is fact. They have 25 wins. Every year, BYU has won 25 games under Dave Rose. It hasn't even been a question. Fact. They are in, baby. They are in. We'll see, man. This is interesting. I love this conversation. I love fighting with you because I love you so very, very much. <laughs> uh, this is this is a fun conversation, and it's going to be fun to kind of root for other other teams um, and 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 really see if BYU can can make it in. Okay. BYU. <laughs> this this just in from at D Young nineteen ninety three. He is one of your huge Twitter fans, Brian. But he says. It's a good thing Brian Lohan isn't on the selection committee. <laughs> that is right. Here's my the friend. thing, though: there is going to be at least one or two people in that ten-person crew that is thinking the way that you are, Brian. Yeah. That's why they bring in ten different personalities, and That's there's right. going to be one or two that think like me. That's right. Okay. Tom Homo can't even be in the room when BYU is being discussed for good reason. Nope. He could pass out the blue goggles, though, and just step out. <laughs> put these on. Just, just put these on. on. It will help. Leave it. It will ease your headache. Hey, you know what we need to do right now? Daily RPI update. It's the Daily RPI Watch on BYU Sports Nation. BYU's record of 25-9 has them with an RPI at 36. 
Brian, so much for your strength of schedule argument. 69 <laughs> out of 338? Yeah, their strength of schedule is plenty good. It's plenty strong. Is it? Yes. Is it strong? Especially their non-conference strength of schedule. It's a top 30. Is it strong? Yes. Is it, is it Brigham strong? Your only is it NCAA strong? Argument. Your only valid argument is that they have one top 50 win, but it's at Gonzaga on their senior night. It's an RPI top 10 win. That doesn't, that doesn't play into it's the algorithm. It's worth algor- two. Whether, you, whether you want to believe it or not, that, that, that thing is worth two, man. The, the senior night? Come on. Oh, yes. That senior what? night? They end the nation's longest home win streak. Yeah, that, okay, that may carry a little bit of weight. Little a bit. little bit? A little bit. The senior night, though? Come on, man. Yes. Senior yes. night. They went and played and, w- and beat them on senior night, guys. They should get in because they won on a senior night. Yes, all that's the sen- all part of it. All the seniors are going to be jacked oh up, and yeah, they, yeah, they should play. Oh they should very well goodness. get in, guys. Oh come on, come on, buddies. We got to get hey, them in. Listen, senior listen. Night. I'm going to give you five teams to root for right now: Stanford over Utah, UMass over LaSalle, Utah State over Wyoming. San Diego State over UNLV, Weber State against Montana. Again, Stanford, UMass, Utah State, San Diego State, Weber State. You want all five of those teams to win today. Let's get to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. Why is, or why isn't, BYU a lock for the NCAA tournament? At Toshalin19 says, Our resume is better than last year when everyone was panicking and we ended up with a 10 seed. We beat Gonzaga. No worries. That's all you got to do, huh? Just beat Gonzaga on senior night. This year? This just year? They're, they're, they're going to be a two seed. Just beat Gonzaga. Just beat Gonzaga oh on senior goodness. night. Oh, my goodness. Make sure you schedule them on senior <laughs> night every night, for every, every year for the rest of the year. Some, for the rest of the, 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 uh, the, 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 the conference play, right? Some senior of you night. are asking who should BYU root against today. We'll get to that a little bit later on in the show. So, yeah, don't worry. We, ha- we haven't forgot that uh, uh, either. At Zojo Bryan, unless every bubble team wins their conference championship, BYU should book their travel plans. I agree. I think, Brian, even you to, to a degree do, uh, agree with that. I agree with that. Yes, I do agree with that. Yeah. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, David Nixon talking Cougar basketball and spring football. Keep it here. Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. And join the fun by using the hashtag BYUS. And speaking of fun, baseball begins on BYU TV and BYU Radio tonight. The Cougars host the Pepperdine Waves in a West Coast Conference three-game series. I will be on the call with Gary Scheide tonight, 8 Eastern. Six Mountain Time on BYU TV. Our Twitter question today, why or why not? Is BYU a lock for the NCAA tournament? Sound off using the hashtag BYUSN. David Nixon joining us now, dual threat analyst on BYU TV, former BYU football standout, NFL player, and basketball connoisseur. David, let's start with that Twitter question. Why is or why isn't BYU a lock for the NCAA tournament? Well, I think BYU gets in, but to call it a lock, I think, is a little far stretch. I'm not sure if they're quite a lock. Um, I think BYU has to obviously, uh, you know, hope Temple, Texas, Indiana, those type of teams um, drop here in their in their conference uh, tournaments. That uh, and then helps BYU kind of um, springboard into the tournament. But I wouldn't call it a lock, but uh, I think they have a great chance. 
So you agree with me, as you know, uh, you very well will. You, we are, we're a band of brothers. We see eye to eye on a lot of things, unlike Spencer. And I'm not just saying that because he's taller than me. Lock. Uh, but um, do you think there's anything that, the, that, that this basketball team has done um, this year that could, could help them get in uh, and not rely on uh, somebody else? Well, I think obviously everyone looks at the Gonzaga game, but I think it's how BYU finished. And, and, and when they did have a healthy lineup, what they were able to accomplish uh, there in conference, their last stretch run. And, um, you know, I know everyone keeps saying the committee looks at the body of work the entire season. But, uh, you know, BYU having Nate Austin gone and then guys being shuffled in and out with Anton Winder uh, being out. And, of course, Chase Fisher was out a few games. I mean, there were a lot of injuries being shuffled in and out. But when BYU is full strength, they put the great product on the court. And the results came with it, with a, with a great run streak there at the end of the tournament, um, and then lead all the way up to the championship game. So, hopefully, the the, the uh, tournament committee sees that and, and gives Bill you the nod because I, you know, and, and Mark Few mentioned in his post game press conference and uh, after the championship game that BYU is is a great team and they're firing all cylinders and they're a tough team to match up with, and that they do go to the tournament, they're going to surprise a lot of people, and make a run. So. Um, you know, looking at Twitter after the game, BYU's game against Gonzaga in the championship game, you saw a lot of guys were impressed with BYU and how they hung with them. Obviously, the score kind of got a hand late, uh, but I, I think a lot of people saw the fight in this BYU team um, that will hopefully uh, weigh heavily on those committees' mind as, as it comes time this Sunday for Selection Sunday. David Nixon, dual threat analyst for BYU TV on BYU Sports Nation. You were at the West Coast Conference Tournament Final, David, with a former BYU basketball player and one of your business partners, Jimmy Balderson. What was your conversation like after the game and it had gone final in favor of Gonzaga 91-75? You know, uh, Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy's a great buddy of mine, and, and it's fun to pick his brain while watching the games because he, he, he watches basketball games much like I watch football games. And he kind of looks at the, uh, the details of the game. Um, but, uh, you know, I think BYU was outmatched with, uh, you know, Gonzaga's Karnowski down low. He, he was just a beast, and uh, it, was, it was tough for, for BYU to match up with him. Um, and then, of course, you know, Jimmy was mentioning, if, if you go down there and try to double-team him, then he pops it out to the great shooters with Bell and Pangos on the outside and Wiltshire, who are going to knock down threes, which they did. Uh, so, because that is just a tough team to match up, and that's why they're top, you know, five in the country, is, is because they are just that. They're, they're a tough team to match up against. Um, but, uh, you know, it was, it was one of those losses where yeah, the first half you felt like we were going back and forth trading punches, but that second half um, we just didn't have an answer for down low and, and uh, unfortunately kind of got away. But, um, you know, I, I think BYU fans can walk away with their heads high knowing that we went into the, the kennel, went up to their place and put a, put a loss on them on their senior night. Makes, makes everything feel much better. David, did, did you and Jimmy have a discussion on – the Cougars getting into the tournament and, and if they had a, a chance that they're locked in and, and how far they would be able to, to, to make a run? You know, Jimmy was part of the team that uh, played Xavier his senior year. Uh, I think that was 07 um, or 06. And, uh, and he, he likens this team under that team where it's kind of flying underneath, flying underneath the radar, but he, he feels that they'll get in. I feel that they'll get in. Um, but I tell you what, it's, it's, it's tough with the way this – the WCC is where it ends on Tuesday, and you've got the you know five days off to where you have to sit around and wait, and and you sometimes wonder is that, is that kind of a detriment to the team and the fact that you know that you're kind of out of sight, out of mind with a lot of these guys uh, because yeah you played forever ago and and all of a sudden you've got these you know Mountain West Conference and Pac-12 and all these other conferences going on right now and they're going to be more fresh in the community's mind. Hopefully not. But, uh, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily helping BYU at this point. But um, it's one of those things where you just got to sit around and wait. And believe me, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm desperately hoping that uh, BYU can sneak in there.
Talking with David Nixon on BYU Sports Nation. David, we heard that you slow-clapped the BYU women's basketball <laughs> team. Can you confirm or deny that report? I can confirm. Jimmy and I were on the, uh, we were on the same flight back to Salt Lake with the BYU women's basketball team, and uh, you know they were walking on the, on the plane with their conference champion shirts, and Jimmy and I were laughing. We started slow-clapping them. And no, nobody, nobody really caught up, but, it, but a few of the girls gave us uh, kind of a few grins, and they laughed about it, but... Um, you know, hey, I'm glad glad somebody could pull through in that championship game, and glad to see that they're moving on. Also, let's switch gears now, David, and talk some spring football because apparently you know a thing or two about uh, the gridiron. When you look at BYU, it's hard not to think about Taysom Hill and coming off of that injury. Well, he says last week, if there were a game on Saturday, I could play. What do you read into that statement from the quarterback, Taysom Hill, coming off of a broken leg? I think he's speaking the truth. I mean, uh, I, I've been around him a lot, and he said it's, it's coming along well. It feels good. He mentioned in the interstate interview that, hey, look, I wouldn't be full speed, full strength in a way that I would like to go out there and play. But I believe him. I think he could go out there, and he could probably sit back in the pocket and um, you know, sling the rock around. I mean, it reminds me of my days with John Beck when he had two high ankle sprains yeah. uh, that happened against Boston College, and sure enough, he came out the next few games, and he couldn't move around very well, but he, you know, his arm was still functioning pretty well, and he was still able to pick apart defenses. And I think the same with Taysom. I mean, he's got a strong arm, and, and while that ankle is still healing and, and would probably you know, have, still have some issues, he wouldn't be able to run, run around as much. I still think he'd be able to distribute the ball. And, and I think this BYU team, if they had to play tomorrow, I, I think they'd want him out there. I, I think, you know, obviously, he's the best option and uh, not, not a lot of depth behind there. But, um, you know, I don't put anything past Taysom. Knowing him personally and, and obviously watching what he puts on the field, um, I, I think, you know, if he wanted to be out there, he'd find a way to be out there and, and, and still put a good product out there. David, it's all nice to talk about the best player in the universe, but let's uh, switch over to uh, the side of the ball that really matters most, the defense. Uh, if BYU could improve on one specific area through spring, spring ball, where do you think it would be? You know, I, th- this is something that obviously people are going to be like, oh, well, of course he says this. But, I, of course, I say linebackers. And um, I, for me, it's not necessarily the outside where I play, but it's the inside. Uh, something that I think BYU's team was lacking last year was a, as a presence, a leader, um, and just kind of that rock right there in the middle, of the, in, the, in the middle ba- backer spot. And uh, this year, I was actually down there and, and chat, chatted with Harvey Longy, and and we were chatting. And I said, "Look, you've got, you've got to be, or somebody's got to step up and be that guy. They've got to be the Cameron Jensen, the general, or the Wanayunga, the, the playmaker, uh, because you know we talk about it all the time that." This 3-4 defense, everything's funneled to those middle backers. And, and last year, there was so much turnover at that position that nobody ever cemented the, the, the leadership role. And it, it hurt the BYU defense because you never had those middle backers that could actually flow to the ball and make plays. And so talking to Harvey, I said, look, you've got, I don't know if it's you or somebody, um, but I said the opportunity is right for you to go out there and, and, and take, this by the, take the bull by the horns and, and become that guy. And, and he agreed, and he, you know, like I said that's what he's working for. But um, there's a lot of guys that, that can obviously you know, uh, throw their hat in the ring and, and come out with it. It'll be interesting to see who emerges. Obviously, Manoa Pakula is kind of the, the, uh, the, the top guy there, but um, you know, the, the position's wide open. And, and I think for the BYU defense – in order for it to get back to its dominating ways, which it was in Friday night's days, you know, um, it's, it's got to have that, that, that middle backer, the guy that's calling all the plays, um, calling all the checks, 
and and, and just that, that that leader really. Um, you know, you've got Bronson, you've got Rivington Peck, um, you know, you've got Kai to go on the back end. So you, you've got some guys that can lead. But once again, you always need that, that leadership role at the middle backer spot too. So that's where I'm looking to see who emerges and who becomes the guy um, going forward. Because uh, I, once again, I, I think that is the, the main issue with that BYU defense. And having Coach Midhall back there coaching him again um, and lighting the fire underneath him, I'm, I'm excited to see exactly who emerges and, and who are those 11 guys that are going to step on that field come September. All right, David, great to talk to you, man. Go fast, go hard edition. Uh, just tell me who the leading tackler is going to be next year, the next time we talk. Think about that, think about that, and then we'll discuss later. All right, I like it. All right, David. Okay, take care, guys. It all matters who the leading tackler is in game number one on September 5th. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 177. Nice, Brian. Below in on that. Yeah. I'm always, I got to be in on the sevens, man. That's about my number. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I, you know, I had to. I had to say that. Isn't it fitting that you would be here on day 177? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Up next on BYU Sports Nation, Jackson Emery. Are the Cougars in to him? BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. You can always download the show podcast on iTunes or at BYUSportsNation.com. Brian, if you have plans tonight, cancel them. Do I have plans? Yeah, BYU Baseball. Uh, That's your plan now. Hey, I, oh, I, oh, I can I can do that. Wait, is it supposed to rain today? No, it's going to be nice. Oh, okay. 60 I, degrees. you? Okay, I'm, I'm down, man. My son <laughs> my son is incredible with a bat and a ball. It, he's amazing, three years old, and uh, hates to hit off of tee. I'm like five feet away from him, pitching it to him underhand, and he just rocks it, dude. I am, That's dangerous for you, I, in a way. Dude, I am so excited because I don't have to pay for a scholarship. You know, <laughs> he can get a scholarship while you laughing at me. They don't judge me because I'm trying to save some extra money. I'm just saying, man, look out for him. Oh. Okay, a tweet for you before we go to our good friend Jackson Emery. Uh, this is from at FootDoc24. I think Brian Logan should offer to shave his head if the Cougars make it into the NCAA tournament. Just saying. Ooh, man, that was a good one. I, I read that as well, and I, I just can't come. I can't cut the swag off, man. <laughs> I, you know, it's like almost a part of me now. You know, BYU is getting in. That's I, why you're not going to shave. I, your I head. can't do it. You know, it's just that the swag. You know, I can't. Do, I can't do it, man. Maybe. Joining BYU Sports Nation once again, our good friend Jackson, every former BYU basketball standout, one of the great. Players in Cougar basketball history. Jackson, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Hey, guys. How are you guys doing this Fantastic. Morning? Our Twitter question today, Jackson, is, is BYU a lock in the NCAA tournament? Why or why not? What do you think? You know, I don't think they're quite a lock yet. I mean, I, I gave them uh, – people were asking me today at work, you know, what are, what are, what are your thoughts? So I said, you know what, it's really – I think it's a 70-30 chance. I think 70% – I think they're in the 30%. I don't think they're in. And so, and I think a large part of that depends on these other teams that are sitting on the bubble and that are playing in their conference tournaments. Because I'll tell you what, if a team like Miami goes to the championship game in the ACC and they're right there with BYU, I, I don't think the committee is going to be as friendly to BYU knowing how tough the, the ACC is. But uh, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see. Who wins their tournament? If you're a Cougar fan, you got to root for the Kentuckys, the Dukes, the the Boise State teams that are already locked in. 
so that uh, none of these uh, teams that shouldn't be going get a still a bid. Jackson, you just made my point more and more. Thank you very much, my brethren. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, now, we obviously, we all want the Cougars to, to, to get in. This is not, uh, you know, we're not trying to say that they're not going to or we don't want them to. Uh, but, uh, you know, Spencer and I had this argument that the Gonzaga win was, was just enough. Do you feel that that is the same uh, for them to get in, that this one win against Gonzaga is good enough for them to get in? No, I, I don't think you know one win at all gives you the credibility. Um, the one thing that I would say that that win came at a very good time because that's when BYU really peaks in terms of how they played this year. Um, if you ever needed a time to peak to enter in the tournament, that that's your time. At the end of the season, you know you you beat a team on their home floor. Uh, you know not just a team but a top team in the nation. Then you make a run in your conference tournament. You don't win it, but uh, I think BYU's got a really good resume from that standpoint. And, you know, another great thing that helps them is they've had a lot of national exposure. I mean, with Kyle getting his triple-double, with Tyler breaking Jimmer's scoring record, I mean, you're talking about guys that have put BYU on the national spotlight. You're talking about guys that have a brand that are well-known, that are fun to watch, and I think uh, the committee will also take that into account. Jackson, I'm going to give you something else to add to uh, your argument of why BYU should get in. All four times BYU has made the conference tournament championship before this year, they have made the NCAA tournament. This is the fifth year they have gone to the conference tournament championship under Dave Rose, and they have 25 wins. A Dave Rose coach team that has at least 25 wins has also never not gotten into the tournament. So there are some numbers. While they only have one top 50 RPI win, and it was a top 10 RPI win, everything else screams they belong in the NCAA tournament. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I think there's a there's a lot of things that scream that they belong in the NCAA tournament. I mean, this year, I mean, those 25 wins, I don't I don't want to say that's not impressive, but by far that they they don't have a lot of quality wins in those 25. I mean, you can you can argue all you want about, you know, Pepperdine's aren't bad bosses or San Diego's, but at the end of the day, I mean, in when you look at national spotlight and who are good teams, I mean, those aren't those aren't very good teams. If you go ask someone from North Carolina and say, hey, you know, BYU lost to Pepperdine, they're like, well, where's Pepperdine? You know, so, I mean, <laughs> those, those are teams that don't have that credibility, and that, that's what's hard. Um, I mean, you could lose to a Syracuse who's not having a very good year this year, but Syracuse has got that name brand. Um, so I think I think BYU's got all the talent in the world. I think they are an NCAA quality team. I think if you do... I think we just lost Jackson Emery. While we get him back on the phone, let's talk about some of the things that he said. And Brian, he was, dude, I'm, I like, know, I'm holding know. up right now like five fingers, and my other finger, my other oh hand, my I'm holding goodness. up one, five oh to one goodness. right now. I am winning, dude. According to who? I win according to my my according man, to your own David, bias, David Nixon. <laughs> Jackson Emery, they're just huh. making point after point. I mean, they're coming back with some with a li- they're touching a little bit on wait. your points. I but, can't wait I mean, to hear what happens you know, on Selection Sunday. The thing is this, man. man. The thing is this. We're 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 arguing that it's not a lock. You know, we're not we're not arguing that they're not in a position to get in. It's it's about a lock, right? That's the difference. But who has a better resume in terms of being a bubble team than BYU? That's what I'm saying. The bubble is so like Jackson said, Miami weak. Miami doesn't have a better resume. They lost by 30 at home to Eastern Kentucky, a team that BYU dominated. That's because it was their senior night. Oh <laughs> my goodness! 
Hey, Jackson, uh, if you couldn't tell, we, we have been uh, anxiously engaged in this conversation <laughs> while we lost you for a moment. Uh, but let, let's go this direction. Let's say what everybody wants to happen in BYU Sports Nation does happen, and that's BYU gets in. How many games do you feel like BYU could win in an NCAA tournament situation? I think they could win, you know, a couple. I think I think they've shown their ability to to play well and play consistent over the last, you know, eight or nine games. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, if they get in, who they get matched up with. I, I think, uh, it, you know, if they get, like, for example, a play-in game with Texas, I think that would cause BYU a lot of issues, just like Gonzaga would, because they have a lot of big guys with, you know, I think it's, what's his name, Ridley and Turner, that, you know, would cause BYU a lot of issues. But it'll be interesting to see who they get matched up with. If you if you come up to a team that has a lot of good big guys, that could be against BYU. But if you have a smaller team that's very guard-oriented, I think that plays to BYU's favor. And in that case, if they can do that, I think they could get one or two games and surprise some people. So, J- Jackson, it, let's say BYU does get into the tournament. Um, after the season and, and the, the uh, conference uh, attorney, how would you adjust practice, knowing what you've known and, and some of the, the things, uh, the, the weaknesses that BYU can improve on? Yeah, you know, it's, it's always tough to do too much adjusting at this point because guys feel comfortable in the system. They feel comfortable with playing each other. So you don't want to make drastic changes where you get people think, thinking outside of what they've been doing, what they feel comfortable doing in the last uh, several weeks and several months. But uh, <clears throat> I think the biggest thing you've got to figure out is, you know, how to improve on the defensive side. I think offensively we were a machine. Guys feel comfortable. They know how to get shots. They know how to get to the basket. But uh, defensively is what's really made us good over the last, you know, six or seven games apart from, you know, last game against Gonzaga. We've got to figure out how we can lighten the load on our big guys when they have one-on-one in the post, um, especially if they play someone that's talented or bigger than some of our guys. So we got to figure out how to either get the ball out of that guy's hand, um, you know, dig down, double team. We just got to figure out defensively how we're going to match up with some of these elite teams in the tournament. Jackson Emery played guard at BYU from 2005 to 2006, also from 2008 to 2011 after his two-year mission. He was the 2011 Mountain West Conference Defensive Player of the Year. Jackson is, at this point, the best-case scenario for BYU in their resume, a play-in game. Like, realistic. We're talking realistic expectations. Do you see them if they get in, in a play-in game? I wouldn't be surprised, um, especially when you're, when you're a bubble team. Um, I feel like the NCAA loves those play-in games. I don't know if it's just to get things going. I mean, you have – I mean, if you could put BYU and Texas together, BYU in Miami, I mean, that's that's a pretty good team, and these are teams fighting for their lives. So you usually don't see lower teams in there. I mean, these are teams that are right there that have good records or have been in elite conferences and are just fighting for a shot. So – I think uh, that's the one thing that's a little bit of a bummer because if you get that playing game, you're, you're playing one extra game than all these other teams. But uh, at the very least, it gives you a shot to be in the tournament. Jackson Emery with us again on BYU Sports Nation. We talked to your brother Nick while we were down in, in Las Vegas and uh, enjoyed a conversation with him. He happened to bring up some epic video game nights with his brother Jackson, <laughs> specifically with the game Halo. Uh, take us inside that situation and how competitive that gets. 
Yeah, no. So, you know, me and Nick and our other brother Alex, you know, we, we, we have these Halo nights with their friends every now and then. And, you know, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's just one of those things where you get a bunch of buddies together and you play late at night and, you know, as, as much uh, as it is a video game, we're still competitive. We're still getting on each other about, you know, covering each other's backs and shooting this guy <laughs> and doing that. And, and uh, you know, you never like to lose. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely would say out of the three brothers, Nick's probably the worst one. And me and my, my brother right underneath me, we, we rule. <laughs> oh, that is spoken like a true brother. That's for sure. <laughs> Jackson, we appreciate the time. Know you're a busy man and uh, the insight into BYU basketball and how they approach Selection Sunday. We'll talk to you again soon. Hey, I appreciate it, guys. Hopefully uh, Sunday afternoon the NCAA comes calling and next week we can chat about their matchup. Yeah, That's absolutely. Right. Let's do it. Okay, guys, I appreciate it. Have a good one. All right, Jackson Emery with us on BYU Sports Nation. Our Twitter question today, why is or why isn't BYU basketball, a lock for the NCAA tournament. Oh, Brian's tooting his own horn over here. Yeah, Spencer, Dude. you're so wrong. Oh, Listen. man, yes, you are so, so, <laughs> so wrong, my friend. feels so good uh. to say it as well. Man, you have no idea. Of can't wait. I can't wait to hear the explanation from the NCAA tournament selection committee chairman, Scott Barnes, Utah State AD, by the way. Uh, when talking about BYU. Because you know BYU is going to be a specific question oh, yeah. to yeah, him on yeah. Selection Sunday from somebody. Yeah, definitely. It, it, it will be interesting to see, uh, to hear why they got in or why they did not get it. It would be, be very, very interesting. With the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU's 623 student-athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Jackson Emery, all of those things. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation and learn more at cougarclub.com. Welcome to the club. Up next, Brian and I play What's the Chance? That BYU actually gets in not in a play-in game. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. My name is Spencer Linton, joined with my man, Brian Logan. Apparently he's watching baseball tonight, which all of you should do if you can't make it to Miller Park. Check it out on BYU TV and BYU Radio as the Cougars host the Pepperdine Waves game one of a three-game West Coast Conference Series, 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain Time. Our Twitter question today, why is or why isn't BYU a lock for the NCAA tournament? At Nathan Dudd says, BYU is a lock, in my opinion. They lost a few bad games in conference, but their non-conference schedule was not full of cupcakes. Their strength of schedule, particularly the non-conference strength of schedule, is very strong. And even if you don't win the majority of those games, the Tournament Selection Committee, when you look at the history, reward teams that challenge themselves, win or lose. If they're competitive and they challenge themselves, they look favorably on those teams. BYU certainly falls into that category. I would agree, I would have to agree with that, my kind sir. What? You agree I, with I, me? I would, on I would agree. Today? With, I would agree with you on that. Uh, that they, you know, the, the overall um, not non-conference schedule, right, um, was competitive. Uh, I wish they would have obviously had a couple of those games uh, turned the other way. That would have definitely helped out. Um, but uh, you know, it, it didn't. And my my biggest concern when it comes to to the scheduling is when you look at other. Uh, bubble teams and their overall schedule versus BYU's overall schedule. That's all. That's That would be my biggest concern. I will say this. It's my biggest concern, man. If any of you listening or watching 
wherever you are, whatever time of day it is, I challenge you to come at me with a bubble team, meaning somebody that is below BYU or even with BYU, come at me with their resume and gave, prove to me why they belong. We gave you Miami, right? Why they belong to be in we, over BYU. Did, we, give, we gave you yeah, Miami? Yeah, you gave me Miami, and I shot that down out of the sky. Okay? They, that was, they that lost by legit. 30 at home to Eastern Kentucky. I already told, I already worse, told you it was a senior day. That is day. a worse loss it was senior day, man. in the RPI than BYU's horrible losses. You know, the, the, senior, the senior day, though, that, you know, there's, you know. They, oh, my goodness. They beat Duke at Duke. <laughs> You're right. Eons ago. And it, don't tell and me Duke it doesn't, at Duke? doesn't don't tell me it doesn't matter what have you done and for it me wasn't, lately. And it was senior night there too. What has Miami done lately? Look at what they've done lately. Yeah. Hey, look at what they've done lately. I think that I think Jackson made a good point there that it is, you know, what have you done for me lately type of thing. And uh, I would agree with that. You know, we talk about momentum and whatnot. Uh but but still. Still, man. You you look at the overall body of work. And BYU screams into the tournament. tournament. That's, that's a bigger factor in the algorithm than what have you done for me lately. Let's play What's the Chance? BYU Sports Nation asks, What's the Chance? Here's how it works. We throw out a given scenario, and Brian and I will do our best to give you a very definitive percent chance of how likely this thing that we present will happen or will not happen. Number one. What's the chance BYU gets into the NCAA tourney without playing in a play-in game? I say 40%. Last year, BYU 23-11 got a 10 seed, not a play-in game. I feel like this BYU team is better, and Kyle Collinsworth did not tear his ACL in the WCC tournament title game. The committee knew that. They knew Kyle wasn't going to play. Oh, he's in this year, and he's got six triple-doubles. I think 40% chance BYU is not in a play-in game. You know, I'm going to go 50-50. I'm going to go 50%. Wow. I'm going to go 50%. Yeah. That's surprising and, and, from you. And I think, I think they're, they're there now. Like, right? we, and we, we kind of discussed that, right? Um, you know, uh, uh, going towards a, a play-in game. But I think based off of what everybody else does, the other bubble teams do, um, could determine them getting in without, and but if it's the other way around, right? If they if those if those teams you know do good and, and knocks BYU down, then you know they're gonna have to play. Number so. two, what's the chance Spencer finds himself in the fetal position, <laughs> screaming "No, no!" on Sunday night? Zero percent. <laughs> Listen, I I'm all in on twenty five wins. Here from the west side. <laughs> I'm going to say 100%. 100%. You're, you're saying BYU's not going to get in? I'm just, no, I'm not saying that. That's, uh, that's the only way I, that I, it will put me, put me in a fetal position I, I, on I'm, Sunday night. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, okay, if they don't get in, right, then you will be in that fetal position. And the reason why is because as Jackson was talking and I was kind of pointing, laugh, laughing at you because he was making my points, I was like, ha! Uh, your head was slowly, slowly going down. Oh and so if, with, if the desk was not here, by my mathematic uh, uh, oh. uh, calculations, that, your head would have been further and further down into that position. Oh, my So I, I, I'm going to say 1,000%, 100%. No, you're contradicting 100%. yourself. The only way I would be in the fetal position is if BYU did not get in the NCAA tournament. I thought that was the question. There is a 0% chance that I will be in the fetal position screaming, no, no. Oh, man. Number three. What's the chance Taysom Hill could actually play on Saturday if there was a game? 
If taste, if it were up to Taysom, I say one hundred percent. If it were up to the BYU coaches, I say zero percent. I yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I agree with you, man. If uh, Taysom, he's playing. No, it doesn't matter. He could, he could, he could really, truly be like forty percent, but he's still going to play. Uh, but up, up to the coaches, I think the coaches look more long term, right, for the entire season, not just one game. So they definitely say, you know, take a chill pill, man, and uh, sit out this one. <laughs> Bubble teams to root against today, by the way. Root against Texas, Miami, Oklahoma State, Mississippi, Texas A&M. Texas, Miami, Oklahoma State, Mississippi, Texas A&M. Ride them down. Hey, we have an update on a couple of bubble teams to update you on next. Things that could help or hurt BYU. You're not going to want to miss that. That's coming up on BYU Sports Nation. Lock. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Tonight on BYU TV, 8 Eastern Time, 6 Mountain Time. Our inaugural broadcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio of the Cougar baseball team. They host Pepperdine, game one of a three-game weekend series in the West Coast Conference. Pepperdine, traditionally a very good team. Join us on BYU TV. You gonna be there, Brian? I, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm really gonna try to go, man. I'm gonna talk to good. talk talk to Mrs. Logan and uh, you know try to get our son there, and hopefully he can sit still for like at least four innings. You know, <laughs> let the ADD kick in, and uh, we'll be good to go. <laughs> Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who should the Rise and Shout go to today, Brian? Uh, I'm gonna say Jackson, Emery, okay. and David Nixon for making my point. Oh goodness. <laughs> Then I say no. <laughs> no. I'll give it to them for joining us and giving us great insight. That's for sure. I promise you I'd update you on a couple of bubble situations. Illinois, bubble team, down 17 at the half to Michigan. That is great news for BYU fans. And some RPI help. UMass trails LaSalle by one. BYU hoping UMass wins that game. Thanks to our guests, Jackson Emery and David Nixon, and for our special guest host, Brian Logan. Oh, I'm a guest now. He'll be back tomorrow. Okay. Yes, tomorrow we will continue this. The show on demand on BYUtv.org slash BYUSN. For Brian, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Brandon Davies. BYU Sports Nation at it tomorrow at noon Eastern.